Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is We The Italia News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, October 25, 2021. Once again, I apologize for my voice. Uh, the cold is gone, but the voice is still this. Uh, to date, considering the Italian population of 12 years old, 86% has received at least one dose of vaccine, 82.2% is fully vaccinated, while 27.4% is the percentage of third doses received by those who are currently eligible. As every Monday, just a few numbers about the situation of the contagion in Italy. The incidence of the virus on a national basis in uh, The last seven days has been 39.3 new positive cases per 100,000 inhabitants. The regions with the highest values are Trentino Alto Adige, Friuli Venezia Giulia and Umbria. The one with the lowest value is Sardinia. The lowest, the better in this case. Over the past seven days, with regard of the new positive cases, we averaged a percentage change of plus 32.5% compared with the previous seven days. In the same period, the average change in the number of patients admitted to ordinary wards <coughs> was plus 3.6% and minus 2.3% in the intensive care units. On average, in the last seven days, we had 41 deaths a day with a variation of plus 18.8% compared to the previous seven days. The data on the new positives are largely due to the greater number of swabs performed for the mandatory green pass and not to an actual increase in infection. The most effective measure of the situation is the numbers coming from the hospitals, but those move at least two weeks late and for now are not a concern. However, since vaccination rates are now rising very slowly and the effort is, if anything, to stabilize the degree of immunity achieved, it is likely that Italy will have to get used to these levels of health impact and related fluctuations. Besides, on December 31, the state of emergency first declared on February 2020 and extended several times will expire. But according to the laws in force, it cannot be extended for more than another month, given that at that point, the maximum duration of 24 months foreseen by the regulation would be reached. And so the government is thinking of converting emergency provisions into different but permanent measures such as training and hiring new personnel or reforming home care and the family doctor network. This too means returning to normality, albeit with uh, one more guest, the Covid virus which we would have gladly done without. There are still 7,600,000 Italians who have not done even a dose of vaccine against Covid, but it would take an acceleration of the regions most in difficulty to recover that point and a half of delay that separates them from the others and to approach a threshold of 90% of people vaccinated with at least one dose among the over 12. Italy is split in two. There are those who are very close to reaching the 9 out of 10 citizens over 12 reached by the first dose, such as Tuscany 89.3%, Puglia 88.8%, Lazio 88.7% and Emilia-Romagna 88.6%, and those who are far behind, the most backward region of all is Sicily, which has a coverage with the first dose of 79.1%, Calabria and Campania also have low data around 82%. Among the over 80 is already rising the percentage of infections among those vaccinated more than six months ago who haven't yet had the third dose. The same is happening, although in a milder way, among those who are younger and therefore have been vaccinated a few weeks later. I am one of them, I had my second shot almost seven months ago. For now, the situation is under control and the campaign for the third dose of the vaccine is going well, but the government thinks that in January it will probably be necessary to extend it to those under 60 years of age. The booster for everyone could be decided in a preventive key. 
<clears throat> the, reason is in, the reasoning is simple. It is necessary to sterilize in advance a possible recrudescence of the pandemic in the winter months, although probably with less impact on the health system because two doses of vaccine effectively protect against hospitalizations and deaths even beyond the six months. But there is uh, a nice thing to say. According to European statistics, Bari, the capital of the Puglia region, is the top city in Europe for under-19s vaccinated. 91% of 12 to 19-year-olds have received at least one dose and 86% have completed the cycle. But uh, if Italy is holding up well to the spread of contagion, some of the countries around us are in much worse shape. In the East, there are countries with hospitals close to collapse, boom of infections, exponential increase in deaths, and these countries have in common a low rate of vaccination. They are Russia, now permanently with over a thousand deaths per day, Lithuania, Bulgaria, Romania, and especially Latvia, for now the only one again in total lockdown. Uh, Germany has been grappling for days with a worrying increase in COVID-19 infections. The incidence of infection is almost three times that of Italy. In Austria, it has been announced that if the data continue the trend they have taken, those who are not vaccinated will be forced to a new lockdown. Even in the United Kingdom, the infections are out of control, the situation of hospitals is very critical, and the government thinks to reintroduce the obligation of masks and to make mandatory for entry in many places the pass issued to vaccinated people. The Uffizi in Florence, uh, the Museum of the Uffizi in Florence, has come first in a list of the best museums and galleries in the world, according to Time Out magazine. The Uffizi, the only Italian museum in the global tw top 20 list, saw off heavyweights such as the Louvre, the Tate Modern in London, and every American museum to claim the top spot. Among the museum's spectacular paintings who admire Time Out sites Botticelli's Birth of Venus, Caravaggio's Medusa, and Gentileschi's Judith's Laying Holofernes. There are so many dazzling classical works in the Uffizi that some visitors, visitors have been taken to hospital due to the overwhelming sensation, says the guide. Florence is the birthplace of the Standard Syndrome, after all. <clears throat> According to data from the European Statistics Agency, Italy's public debt has fallen, is falling, but Italy remains the second most indebted country in Europe after Greece. In the period April-June, in Italy the debt went from 160% to 156.3%, while in the EU as a whole it went from 92.4% to 90.9%. The reduction in the debt-to-GDP ratio is due to the resumption of growth recorded in the second quarter, as the debt, in absolute terms, continued to grow to, comp to compensate for the effects of the Covid crisis. And there is another piece of news that gives us hope, all those things are very complicated and will be for a long time to come. The rating agency Standard & Poor's has confirmed Italy's rating but raised the outlook to positive from stable. According to S&P, the upward revision of the outlook is linked to the commitment of the Draghi government to carry out reforms for growth. I am not an economist, but to my memory, this is the first time in years, maybe decades, that the rating agency has raised the outlook for Italy. <coughs> Today is World Pasta Day. We celebrate pasta, symbol of Italian excellence, and also of the world that is starting again. To take a look at the numbers concerning this phenomenon, 2021 shows a constantly growing trend worth about 70 million tons of spaghetti consumed, just to mention the most popular kind of pasta. What makes pasta unique is its ability to intercept those trends that see the global pasta 
the, the global consumer more and more attentive to a sustainable diet, both humanly and economically. And if, the, if it is true that for the fourth consecutive year, the US News and World Report has elected the Mediterranean diet as the best diet in the world for 2021, then the fortune of pasta and of the fundamental values it conveys has gone well beyond the fashions and commonplaces about a country. And today, a solidarity race involving pasta is underway in Italy, with the hashtag at have a good pasta. Pasta lovers all over Italy are donating a plate of pasta to the less fortunate and documenting it on social media. Each photo of pasta shared on social media contributed to a total of 300,000 meals in an online counter. As many will be donated to Caritas soup kitchens in four major Italian cities, Milan, Rome, Naples and Palermo. A sort of spaghettata at a distance as the pandemic has accustomed us to being yet able to unite everyone in solidarity. If you can, please eat pasta today, honoring Italy, I will. And please follow with Italians on Instagram, where every day we share a photo of an Italian cuisine dish with a pasta photo once every three days. Today, paccheri stuffed with sausage and mushrooms. Very good. It's all for now, it's all for today. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was with Italian News. Please take care and stay safe. A big Italian hug. Ciao from Rome.